Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I'm here to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that is service for your homeschool high schoolers. So one of the things that is really good to know is that you can include service on the homeschool transcript. It's not required that you put it there, but boy, does it add sparkle. And so if teens are applying to colleges that uh, really pay attention to the transcripts, they will find that, you know, students who are have good service hours and good service projects on their transcript, they have that extra edge in the algorithm. Like this is a kid who will get involved in the community. And uh, they assume that means, you know, at the community, at the college. So they will go on to college and do good things there and make the school look good and create a good culture there in the college. But even for non-college bound teens, you put those service hours on the transcript because it's a good record of what the, the kids have done. And, you know, years later, when they go back and look at that and remember the things that they had invested their time and energy in, it makes them feel good. And it also gives them things to talk about in job interviews, like, well, when I was doing this service project or that service project, and it makes uh, employers know that the these homeschool high schoolers aren't just sitting in the basement gaming, which, okay, that's fine, um, but they actually are out there living life and contributing to a good society. So, you know, so put it on the transcript. Just start with that. Put service hours on the transcript. So the way we do it is that we keep records of the hours. So we keep a log sheet with the hours that our teens have done for their um, service projects. And uh, then we also will break the bigger projects out. Like, so say they are volunteering every month or every week, you know, over the four years of high school at church in the sound booth or set up and clean up or in the nursery or each year they work in VBS during the summer, you know, what, whatever is a regular thing. So they're accumulating a fair number of hours. We, we not only include the service hours, but in the extracurricular little footnote that we put on our transcripts is we'll list, you know, like church, nursery, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade. Um, and so that kind of gives a, a glimpse into the actual work that the, the kids were doing. So um, so that those kind of things really add sparkle to the homeschool transcript. So we highly recommend doing that. So let's talk about some things that our teens have done and that we've gotten suggestion from other teens. So we've accumulated some ideas for service for homeschool high schoolers because there's not one right way to get your service hours in and that every team has their own different goals and personalities and needs and you know the family needs also you know like how many hours can mom drive teens around if they've got you know six youngers in the house so i'm going to give you a list and then you can add in comments you know on the website any other ideas that you come or share in our seven sisters homeschool facebook group you know join that and share some service our ideas. So the first thing I want to mention is that for our really digital techie kids who just love digital, 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 I'm going to include in the show notes a bunch of digital service ideas 
that are on the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. So they have a whole episode. Our friend Meryl shared all kinds of ideas for teens that they can do. And it was really important during the pandemic, you know, for getting those service hours in. But, you know, uh, some kids just want to do their time in doing service in a digital format. So that is a really, really good thing to do. Okay. Another thing is to do citizen science. And so if you go to like NASA's website, and a lot of times in your state Department of Natural Resources and and search citizen science, they will have projects that you can do. So here in Maryland, in the Chesapeake Bay, there's a lot of little little lakes and rivers and tributaries that end up dumping into the bay. And so the, they have local citizens who go out and test the water in their, in the different tributaries and the lakes back in the origins of the tributaries. And, and uh, they go a certain number of days each year and uh, check the water quality and then let the, the DNR know about that. And so those are things that, that citizens can do that are contributing to the body of knowledge, but also just the safety of the culture. You want your water quality to be good and because there's not enough man hours, you know, for all the, the people who work, at the Department of Natural Resources to to get all of that done. So that's a really cool kind of service project. Um, NASA has the same thing. They have citizen science projects. So there's it's just a lot of good opportunities for kids who want to be outside in nature and do things that are, are useful and contributing to society. And then there's the obvious things, the, all the different opportunities that they can have at church. Now that the pandemic has eased off enough, a lot of churches are open and, you know, nurseries back and running. And one of the most useful things for teens to do is to have some volunteer work at church, because for many homeschool families, a church is one of the, the central features of our rhythms. So to contribute to the culture they are directly engaged in is something that's really important. Like a church builds into you, you build back into the church. So it's teaching them responsibility. Um, And and then also they, you know, very very often will run into some mentory kind of situations in in their volunteering at that local level uh, because some of the, the grownups get to know them and say, hey, you know, um, I can I can be your reference letter writer, you know, when you apply for college or for a job. And uh, so that's a it's such a good opportunity for the kids and whatever fits their personality and the church's needs. You know, that's a, just so, so important. Speaking of churches, a, a lot of churches traditionally have done missions trips and, you know, the world's a little different right now. But, you know, when that kind of thing kicks back in. Um, you know, a lot of our kids have gone on missions trips. And what we have generally done is for a one-week missions trip, we will actually not only give them some service hours, we don't give them minute by minute for everything they were down there, but we'll give them a chunk of time um, on their, their log of service hours. But we also will give them a quarter credit of cross-cultural experience or cross-cultural geography as an elective and put that as it up in the elective section of their transcript because it's just such a rich experience to go and see how people live in other places and uh, that there's no better way to learn it than to go 
And so if they did mission trips, um, they not only have service then, um, but they're getting all these rich life experiences. So there's, there's that. On a simpler, simple, like one-to-one. So you got kids who just like to, to, to keep it very simple. Look around the neighborhood and the family and the, the, the church and notice who the elderly are and ask them what they need. Also, who the single moms are and ask them what they need. So a lot of times elderly or single moms will have trouble on snow shoveling days or raking leave days or the the lawn gets out of control or they need somebody to run to the grocery store. So if you if you had a, you know, like every two weeks, then we drop by, you know, you know, old Aunt Sally from church and uh, do some favors for her, either yard work or errands or the single mom, you know, to, to work together with another group of teens, maybe, and, you know, paint the outside the house or wash the windows. You know, those are things that teach us, um, you know, that, that we're all humans and we all need each other. And we should look out for those who have needs you know, life isn't just about us. Although, you know, from human development course, they know um, that that teens are in the phase of what they call adolescent egocentrism. You know, they're discovering the world revolves around them and then they have to balance that. No, it really doesn't. Um, And service is a good way to do that. So anyway, another thing to do is to look for opportunities in local organizations that are of interest to the teens. So uh, we have in our local area, we have different animal shelters and uh, they are always looking for dog walkers um, or somebody to play with the cats and uh, really, and just to go, you know, a few hours a week, uh, we have a um, an organization called Paws for People. And so we've had, you know, like adults and teens go and with their dogs to hospitals and nursing homes and uh, after some training and, and let the dogs be some therapy for the folks that are in those situations. There's libraries, um, there's all kinds of nonprofits. I know uh, my kids did different service projects uh, at our local Urban Promise, which is an organization that works in the inner city and sets up schools and all kinds of cool programs. And my kids have gone there and done, you know, just like hands-on projects, but also done filming and photography and things like that because they were into that. And so there, there are opportunities in local organizations. So look around, you know, what's your teen's interest and see if there's a nonprofit engaged in that activity in the area and then just contact them and see, you know, what, what can be done. Then you've got, you know, your local organization, your church, and then local community organizations and then one-on-ones, especially the elderly and those who are, are, um, like single moms or people who, you know, have some crisis going on and could just use somebody else, you know, to come and do some favors. Oh, babysitting for those single moms. Oh my gosh. Or, you know, like teens time is valuable. So, and they they are very often needed to babysit and they should get paid, you know, like people should not take advantage of teens. But if teens know somebody who has a need, like a single mom, or, you know, a family that's going through, like there's, you know, the grandmother's in the hospital and the mom and dad need to be down there and visiting grandmother and doing that kind of stuff. And they need somebody to 
watch the kids, you know, a couple of nights a week. Um, you know, that counts as service hours, write that down. Um, at some hospitals, teens can do volunteer work. So if they are thinking an interest, you know, like this is something I'm thinking career-wise um, to do a little bit of volunteer work um, at the hospital as is allowed. So I know these days the, the requirements for volunteers are more strenuous. Um, and so sometimes it's hard to get a volunteer position at a hospital. Volunteering at a local zoo if you have them. So we've had our, our local high schoolers do uh, some really fun things that, you know, we have these little local small zoos here and there. And uh, so one of our kids was the, the the zoo snake person. And she would take a snake wrapped around her shoulders and walk around the zoo. And, you know, people come out and talk to her like, oh, there's a snake, you know, and, and uh, ask questions. Uh, she had studied and memorized the parts for, for the snake. And uh, so that was really, really cool for her because she ended up, you know, growing up, graduating and going to vet school and is now a vet. So it was just her thing. Um, there are, are organizations that have like hands on like food bank. So you're not going in there as a, a, you know, like a big commitment. You do that kind of one off here and there. If you just need to fill out some hours or have a different experience, food banks are generally um, always looking for somebody to sort stuff. So it's not exciting, um, but it is valuable. Same thing with churches, food pantries, and, you know, other organizations that, that have food for people to come and get. And, you know, that's been so important when you talk to a family who has had a, a food insecurity situation and there were volunteers there to make sure that there was food for their family. Like, my goodness, you know, it makes such a big difference. One of the organizations our teens have been involved with is to work with um, kitchens and where they go either into a community, like there's a, a tent community that uh, is certain times of year. The local churches will bring a bunch of volunteers and they will pass out uh, meals, you know, actual meals to the locals or to go into the different like homeless shelters and do some cooking and uh, serving of food there is, uh, is very, very valuable. Our kids will generally over the years have gone up to one of the big organizations that takes seeds and clothing and other necessities to third world countries. And so they have a big warehouse for sorting stuff. And our teens would generally uh, once a year spend a whole day and they would have different jobs. So some would be making seed mixes for either soup or for planting, or they would uh, be sorting clothes. So the winter jackets would go here. And if they were in good condition, they would be here. Or if they needed to be um, recycled, they would go there. And so the teens would be sorting there. So, you know, sweaty work and it's good for them. So it was, uh, you know, all different kinds of things. So they, you know, teens can do anything that's meaningful to them. So a couple of our teens, in fact, seven sister Kim's twins, when they were in high school, decided what they wanted to do was to raise seeing eye puppies. And so they went through training 
and um, how to do it. And, uh, and we're the first steps, you know, for the seeing eye puppies to live with the family and get some basic self-control skills. And, uh, and when they were old enough to go into the seeing eye program, they would see the, the puppies off into that program. So the, over the years, they've raised several dogs and have seen some of them, you know, graduate from the seeing eye program into the community, you know, helping someone to be able to function better because they had that seeing eye dog. So I know you guys over the years when Kim has had one of the seeing eye puppies, we'd often have the puppy in the background doing his puppy things, you know, so you'd hear little yips or shuffles um, because they are, they are there with you all the time. Uh, so there's not one right way to get those service hours in, but boy, are they good. Occasionally, I have folks say, well, how many service hours should our teens get? And my answer to that is yes. You do what's right. There's not one right way to, to get the right number of service hours. I know our local schools have a 50-hour over high school um, volunteer requirement, which we get a kick out of. So it's a volunteer re requirement. Anyway, um, yeah, for our teens, you know, basically 50 hours is like, what? That's hardly anything. Um, because our teens tend to be, you know, homeschoolers tend to be involved. If nothing else, they're, they're doing good deeds for the old folks and volunteering at church. You do what's right for your teens and, uh, and you talk about it together. So you sit down and say, hey, what are your interests? What, what are you into? What are your career goals? And if you don't know career goals, you know, start doing some career exploration from sevensistershomeschool.com. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff there so to help you. You know, but if there's volunteering that can help, you know, get some preparation in that direction, do that. Um, what are the needs in the community and in your church? And, you know, sit down and just hammer, you know, ideas out and brainstorm together and uh, do some experimenting. And what you will find, you know, when you discuss it together and kind of help the teen pull out of their soul um, things that would be worth exploring, you will find that they feel so much better about themselves and have developed networks and, and confidence and experiences. And it's just well worth the effort. So I'll be sure and put links in the show notes because we have a couple of other episodes with ideas. Um, and then we had an interview uh, a while back with Tisha Messing and some really cool volunteering that her kids did. And uh, so we'll, we'll make links so you can do all kind of research together with your teens on doing volunteer work. All right, well, get those service hours on the transcript and have a good time doing it. And thank you for joining us here at the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.